This morning, I'd like to read to you from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Thank you, Lillian. We see here that Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean for us? Why was Jesus saying this? We want to give a bit of context before Alicia comes up and shares what that does. What does that mean for us today? You see, Jesus is having a meal with all of his friends, his disciples, and he's having a meal during the time of the Passover festival. Verse, chapter 13, verse 1 says, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. And so it was the time of the Passover feast. And the Passover feast was this big celebration that everybody had to go to. It was a pilgrimage, one of three pilgrimages that the Jewish people and all the people had to go to Jerusalem. And so Jesus has been in Jerusalem for a week now. And while he's been in Jerusalem, we've seen many things. We've seen that when Jesus was at Lazarus' house, Mary came and anointed his feet with oil. And then we came and Jesus, um, he's, he's, he walked into Jerusalem. And everybody was shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna to the highest! He walks in, on a, he comes in on a, on a donkey, and everyone's cheering him and waving palms, celebrating that the Messiah has entered into Jerusalem. And now we see here, a week later, that Jesus Christ, he's at a friend's house, they're in the upper room, having a meal together. And during this meal, we see that Jesus, he himself, washes the disciples' feet. And then they spend time together having this Passover meal. What is the Passover, you might be asking? Why did everybody have to come to Jerusalem to celebrate this? It's a busy time. The city is packed with people there. The Passover was a celebration that everybody had to celebrate. Why? It was a celebration to remember that God had been the way, the, the, the path out of Egypt. God had freed the people from Egypt and led them to the promised land where they were then. God had liberated them. He'd set them free from slavery to freedom. And this was a big celebration. And today, the Jewish people still celebrate this by having a, a Seder meal today. And this is what Jesus is doing with his disciples and he says to the disciples, he says, 
Go and prepare. Luke tells us, another author, Luke 22, verse 7. Jesus says to his disciples, he says, The day of unleavened bread came on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. You see, everyone sacrificed the lamb. And this was to remember that during the time in, in, in Egypt, the last plague, the 10th plague, they had to sacrifice a lamb and paint the blood on the doorpost. And if they did that, then the angel of the Lord would pass over their house so that they didn't receive the punishment from God. And so you typically sacrifice a lamb and you would eat the lamb, you'd roast the lamb and you'd eat all of it. And so Jesus says to the disciples, he sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover lamb. Now we don't know, how, uh, sorry, go make preparations for us to eat the Passover. We don't know if they ate a lamb or not. Some suggest they didn't because Jesus was the new Passover lamb. But we do know that they were celebrating this Passover feast. And it is at this time when the disciples are with Jesus celebrating this monumental occasion. This occasion they had to celebrate every year. This occasion when everybody remembered how God had been a leading light. You know, a, a, a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day. God had guided them through the, through the desert for 40 years. And it, it is this. They would have been at the forefront of the mind that God guides and leads Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. What is Jesus meaning? It is likely that he's contrasting himself to the many ways the Old Testament, and in the Old Testament, God prescribed how the Jews would approach God in order to know him, in order to relate to him. Jesus says, I am the new way. It tells us in the Old Testament that God used to be the way. Deuteronomy would tell us, Deuteronomy 5.33 tells us, Tells us any moment. There we go. Thank you. Deuteronomy 5.33 says, You shall walk in all of the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that you may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you possess. The Old Testament says if we go in the way of the Lord, then we will receive blessing. If you go in the way of the Lord, then we will have this, this direction in life and, and, and we will be able to get to know the Lord. And then he says in Psalm 27 verse 11, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a path because of my enemies. So the Old Testament continues to encourage the people to, to make sure that the Lord is the way, not be distracted by all the other things that are going around by all the other um, nations but to make the Lord the way in all of that they do. Psalm 25, make me uh, to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. The Lord is always to be their way, their direction. The problem is 
with the Old Testament is that it was the, the way of the Lord in order to get to the Lord, the things that they had to do in order to get to God was temporary. It had to be repeated year after year after year. The systems of gaining to know the Lord was temporary. Whether it was going to the temple, whether it was making the various sacrifices, all of these things were temporary ways to God. But the New Testament makes clear these things in and of themselves did not cleanse and make the people acceptable to God, but they were an avenue in order to walk in faith and follow after Him. But the good news is, Jesus Christ had a new way. Jesus Christ came to give us something way better. The Old Testament pointed towards Jesus making the way forward more acceptable. Jeremiah 31 tells us, it even says it points towards Jesus. The Old Testament always points towards Jesus. It says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, but I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel, a new agreement, and the people of Judah. It will not be like the, old, the, the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Jesus Christ came to fulfill that Old Testament promise to make a new covenant, a new agreement that we get access God, and it won't be temporary. It will be everlasting. It will be eternal if we put our trust in Christ. You see, the Old Covenant, the Old Agreement was just a shadow of the new eternal covenant in Jesus. And I've listed some of the, the contrasts between the Old Covenant in the Old Testament and the New Covenant in Jesus. It was a shadow, you know, the New Covenant, it's eternal reality. The Old Testament, the Covenant, it gives us limited access to God. But the New Covenant in Jesus, the new agreement with Jesus, gives us unlimited access to God. And so it goes on. Jesus knew what was going on. The, the disciples are celebrating the old covenant with God. And Jesus says to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Alicia, in a little moment, after Jillian comes up and prays with the children, is going to share what that looks like for us today in 2023. Thank you. So I have a story. Um, when I was 18 years old, I went on my first road trip with a few of my friends. We went to go visit a friend in Colonian University uh, in Kelowna at a, while she was at university. And we left two there and two of us were coming back. And we had to make a stop in Kamloops to visit some more friends before I headed home to Williams Lake. 
And so we packed up, we had lunch with our friends in Kamloops, and we started our journey home. And my friend and I, we were chatting, have a good time, cartoons, you know, it's every 18-year-old's dream, I think, when you get your own car to go out on the road and do it. Unfortunately, we weren't paying attention. And all of a sudden, we seen a road sign that said Vancouver, and it was only like 100 kilometers away. We were heading in the opposite direction. Uh, we were on the Coquihalla. We'd already driven past Merritt. I don't know how we missed it, but we missed it. Um, and wrong way. See, me and my friend uh, ended up turning around, and we go to Merritt, to the Shell gas station, where I believe... Oh, Alana grew up in grew up in Merritt, and she worked at a gas station, so I wasn't sure if it was that one or not. But yeah, got directions, hoping that they were the right way. So like we talked about this map, I unfortunately didn't have a map, and this was a time before smartphones. Um, so we didn't have a smartphone, we just missed our road signs. Um, today we're talking about the I am statement and how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And in John, we read um, where Jesus, uh, Simon talked about this. They had the last, they had this dinner. He washed, the, he washed the, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. They had this dinner. Jesus actually just finished telling the disciples that one of you is going to betray me, and one of you, Peter, you're going to deny me. And so the passage starts out with, in 14, where their hearts are heavy. They're troubled because they also know what is coming. And then Jesus, at verse 4, he says, well, verse 3, he says, when everything's ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way I am going. Our good friend Thomas, I think Thomas is a lot like us because there's the passage about Thomas doubting, but there's also this. Thomas speaks up in these moments, and I'm like, ah, I'm like you, Thomas. I get this. Thomas says very bluntly, no, we don't know where you're going, Lord. <laughs> we have idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? I'm pretty sure I feel that sometimes. I'm pretty sure you guys have felt that sometimes. We're like, how do I know the way? Um, I played a game a little while ago with my son, Wyatt, and he, I know, I'm pulling you out, dude, you get a listen, you heard your name. I said, all right, Wyatt, Eli, you know the way home, you give us the directions. You have to tell me where to turn. I'm, I'm just going to drive and you tell me. And he's like, I know the way. I think I know the way. And did we get home, White Eli? Yeah, we did. Because you knew the way. See, when my friend and I were on this road trip, we'd driven this road lots of times with my family. We had family in Kamloops. My other friend, her grandma, lived in Merritt. We knew the road. We knew the landmarks. We, as kids would like either play all the different car games to try to stop the fighting, uh, the countless questions to the dad, dad being like, are we there yet? We knew what it looked like, but even though it was my turn to drive to get the way home, I missed it. I missed the road signs. And Jesus responds to Thomas in a way that he missed the road signs, but he responds with gentleness. He responds simply and clearly. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. See, I'm like Thomas. Thomas spent three years with Jesus, three years watching how he did the way. He watched him, how he served, how he loved, how he walked with people. 
And Jesus says, look, I am the way. You just spent three years with me watching this. And now it's your turn to go. Like on the road trip, I knew the way, but I forgot it. I missed the one sign with the exit that sent me to Cash Creek and Sidamerit onto the Coquihalla. And I ended up going in the completely wrong direction. This is, this I am is like the pinnacle, the crux, the point. If we are to walk with Jesus, we are to walk in the way of Jesus. And how do we do that? It's simple. We've got to be like Jesus. That may seem hard, but it actually isn't too hard. We need to do like Jesus. What did he do? We need to be with Jesus. And that comes from spending time in the word. That comes time spending time in silence and solitude. That comes from showing and extending generosity and kindness to people around you. And parents, this comes to you. If you want your kids to know the way, you need to show them the way. Just like what Jesus did for three years with his disciples. And so then when the disciples, when Jesus had died and rose again, and they started the early church, you know what they called it? The way. When Paul goes, when Paul was Saul, he actually goes to the priest and says, hey, I need permission to be able to persecute the followers that call themselves the way because they're following the way of Jesus. That's how the church started, guys. From this, Thomas saying, I don't know the way. How do I know that? Jesus says, I am. I am the way. We can do this, as I said, in ways of that, looking what Jesus did. So how can we be like Jesus? He retreated to the desert to spend time with his father. We can maybe retreat to silence to be with him as well. How did he do like Jesus? Jesus washed his disciples' feet. How are we washing each other's feet? And we can become like him when we do these things. So just as Wyatt knew his way home, we can know our way home through scripture, through community, through being with Jesus. Um, we have... Oh, I don't have the little things. We have little magnets to help us remember the way. The way to Jesus. And you can get those at the back, at the info center, and at the desk. I, uh, back there is what I told. I've been gone for a month, guys. Uh, back there. As a reminder of, like, who are we following? Who, who is the way that we are walking in? And it's Jesus. We don't want to miss the road signs, so we miss the exit. We want to be able to follow his way going to close in prayer. Um, there's also communion, um, if you would like to get it at the sides here. Uh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for everyone here. I thank you that um, you do show us the way, that we can copy what you, how you do life, that we can be like you, that we can do as you did. Um, Lord, thank you for all that you do in your name. Amen.
Jesus Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. He's the way to the Father. You can't get to God without Jesus Christ, putting your trust in him, dying on that cross for you, for your sins. He says, he's the truth. There are so many things going on in the world, so many teachings. Jesus is the only truth that we can put our assurance in today based on the Bible. And he says, I am the life. When we put our trust in Christ, we get life now and for all eternity. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Thank you for coming this morning. God is good. God is good. Please stay for tea and coffee. You can buy coffee or there's free coffee. We want to welcome you this morning and talk to you and get to know you more. Have a great day and put your trust in Jesus. You won't go wrong. Amen.